Welcome to the NFC East Reactions and Update Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We got week eight, halfway point in the NFL coming up for you in just a second. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This is a horrible dance. Like, I, I don't know why I try. You I hate the little really, You just made it really self-conscious. That, that was a great dance. That was really good. I know. You got to have something to one-up me on Is today. it embarrassing that I really, really like this this song intro? I think about it in my sleep. Really? About it. This yeah. gets you pumped up it to wake up in the morning? I get that. I, I sing it randomly. It's, a, it's a very motivating song. It it's I real good. You. Nothing wrong with that. Yes. Don't judge me. Hey, guys. Welcome in. Uh, a few of us on the panel tonight have some celebrating to do. One does not, and we'll get all into the meat of that in a minute. And he's just hating me more and more with every time I speak a word. I'm sorry. My, <laughs> my name is Jenna Bussier, your host tonight. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna underscore Bussier. To my left. Um, I am the number one NFL oh, After Buzz TV host. I think that's how that works, oh, right? Humble. You can find me on Twitter you at are? Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F. M-A-N-N, right? If I'm representing the Philadelphia Eagles and they're the number one team you, in football. You were out there this weekend? You personally won the game for that? No, or? but if I'm the host representing the okay. Philadelphia oh, Eagles. It's, it's already it's getting spicy good. right now. The playoffs, someone has some yeah. confidence now and they feel like they can challenge someone. It's the well, symbolic playoff, symbolism there. clutch time is starting to rise, so it's very tense for us yes. right now. But yes. D'Angelo, what's going on? Sure, I'll intro myself. Yeah. Not, uh, I'm D'Angelo. Hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV and on Instagram at D'Angelo and I'm your Redskins fan, so here we are. <laughs> so here he is. He is representing his squad. Uh, the Giants were on a bye this week, and just like the Giants, uh, Josh just, I Didn't guess, thought that he could not show up today. Taking the long mental break. I mean, they are back to practice this week, so he's still mentally not ready to be here for us, but we understand. understand. And we will jump then right into the Cowboys-Redskins game <sighs> this Sunday afternoon, dubbed America's <laughs> Game of the Week. Cowboys got away with this one, 33 to 17. And the reason 19? I say got a 19? Or 17. I thought it was 17. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, trying to sneak a few extra points in there. Points. <laughs> the reason I say got away with is because we had the blueprint to for sure win this game. And it ended up being a seven-point game up until the last 30 seconds of the game until Byron Jones got the pick six on Kirk Cousins. So with all of the offensive line damages and all of the injuries the Redskins were suffering from, I'm sorry, I'm what? just saying, I, I'm, I'm, you're giving right. me a little look. I'm not giving you a uh, look. It was, bumpier, <laughs> it was bumpier than expected for the Cowboys, but we ended up sneaking this one out thanks to our defense. Were you nervous, would you say? Was I nervous? Like the, even that last possession? I, I was. I was tense. I was kind of deep breathing. I felt like we had it, but you still never know. Only seven points. Like That would be an opportunity for us to lose it and mm-hmm. drop the ball, literally. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I mentioned, let's take a look. We have a list of the inactives that Ah. were Sunday. Mm. So this is one of the main reasons, you know, the Redskins were suffering this weekend. Lots of also been linemen. A total of seven injuries. And as you were mentioning. I didn't even know. uh, Brashard Breland? I didn't even know. Yes. That Um, explains a lot. It does. You know, uh, I mean, I know we're going to get into it a little bit, but... um, you know, I, I'm. You know, when you've been in a damaged relationship for so long, you expect the worst. So I don't think I'm, I'm too hurt. I'm disappointed, but it was, it was an interesting showing. So much to break down, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people expected the Cowboys to kind of find a way to, to stick it out, and they they did because I feel like they're 
still a bit more talented on the uh, offensive side than the Washington Redskins. Well, as we see on the list, three of those injuries being offensive linemen and Trent Williams, obviously your Pro Bowl tackle, is a yes, huge, need him. huge miss for this weekend. How much uh, do you owe the loss, I guess, to the line? Or do you? Because I honestly felt like they played better yeah. than expected. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... I don't think that that was the reason they lost. Okay. <laughs> there were way too many yeah, interceptions to blame the front four. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drops or just receivers not showing up the way I would have liked them mm-hmm. to, and it, it's kind of been a consensus. But that momentum shift was the, the kick, the uh, block mm-hmm. kick. That was, yep. that was pretty much the whole shift in the momentum. Yeah. yeah. So I would have been screaming if I was I want, <laughs> yeah. Because, like I've mentioned on this show, turnovers and stops were a big thing that we're missing from the Dallas Cowboys game plan. Yeah. That was something that we needed to happen. We can make it happen on offense all the time. Our defense, a little bit shaky, but we could at least hold some teams yeah. to field overs. Yeah, mm-hmm. or field goals. But yes, turnovers. Mm-hmm. Necessity. And this... Blocked kick was phenomenal, and this <laughs> was huge. the first blocked kick for the Dallas Cowboys since 2015. Oh, that's since great. a Thanksgiving game versus the Panthers. And it wasn't just the block, it was the return. The return. The got it to the other or- side of the field. Orlando like, Skandrick yeah. runs this back. I believe it was 86 yards. This is huge. This is something you hope for as a fan. And for it to actually happen and be executed this well, it, like you said, momentum changer, yeah. complete game changer in this game. Also, I want to point out, this is something special teams don't really plan for. Special teams plan for how to, like, obviously the kicker plans to how to kick the ball in a way right. that it's not, not battable. Yeah. And, like, special teams plan for, like, what and when this goes wrong, that goes wrong. Very rarely do they actually plan for, okay, the opposing team got the ball. How do we get him tackled? Like, how do, like <laughs> we all need to know on a dime to be able to just turn around and stop them. And Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. It's and like a real black see... hat, can, like a real black hat kind of preparation that yeah. I don't think yeah. every team does. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of the times it's the quarterback running back to whoever blocked the kick, or sometimes you know block gets the interception to make that yeah. tackle, mm-hmm. which is you a quarterback. What do they do? They have no business <laughs> in the tackling game, but sometimes they're so unprepared, and it's just the last effort you have to give to be able to stop that yeah. turnover. Just, just that momentum shift from potentially mm-hmm. getting, I mean, even if you go back to that third down, either going up, getting a touchdown 20 to 7, or uh, flip it, at least getting it to 16 to 7, mm-hmm. to now you guys have to lead at halftime. It's, like, that's exactly. pretty difficult to recover from. Yep, it could have been a nine point lead for the Redskins, and it's, instead, it's a Dallas Cowboys touchdown. Mm-hmm. Which it it was a little bit of a trend this week. Uh, Our defense came up big. They are responsible for this win. Hmm. So we have the blocked punt, and then we also have um, an interception. Byron Jones, 30 seconds left, picked off Kirk Cousins, brought back for the six points, which was his, I think it was his second interception of his entire career and his first pick six of his entire career. And the kickoff return fumble. Kickoff return mm-hmm. fumble. Thompson. Also, yeah. I believe uh, we res- we recovered two fumbles yeah. and put us in position to score. Defensive special team really showed up. Huge for us, and we ended up only settling for the field goals in those instances, which sucks. Good we job sh- on our defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was really our defense was the game changer this yeah. week for us. If I were to pinpoint who, if, I mean, it's very difficult to point to someone and say you guys are the reason we lost. But as a Skins fan. I think most would feel that, that we were disappointed in our receivers. Like, just some dro- like momentum-dropping plays. Like, I remember Josh Doxson, he had a, an opportunity. Just stuff that would get Kirk Cousins in rhythm. Terrell Pryor, it was an important third down, and he caught the ball out of bounds. It was just, like, little things like that 
Now, this is one of those games where you can't really point at one specific thing, but I think as a Skins fan, I'm looking at the receiving core and be like, man, if you guys showed up, yeah. made those couple of plays where we were where we were starting to drive, then things would have fallen, maybe fallen in a different direction or we would have been able to compete in the second half. But um, I think big picture-wise, like, I know we'll, we'll get into this, but um, <laughs> uh, they, the Seahawks, I've talked about this uh, several weeks, but Seahawks next week, then you get the Vikings, then you get yeah, the Saints. Get the it's schedule. like, it's... Uh, Either this is going to go really badly, or, <laughs> or this team is going to. Yeah, we haven't beaten a good team yet because I don't count the Raiders um, personally um, because they haven't shown to be an actual. They were a really good team at the point that you beat them. That we beat so them. you really yeah. can't just well, credit yourself the Rams for that. Too. Yeah, so yeah, the Rams is a good win. I mean, you guys started off the season pretty strong and had high hopes. Right. So yeah. we'll we'll see what happens, but it's definitely it could either implode. Or, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's kind of the fear is like it could actually implode because there's no break in the schedule. Even we have the Giants two times, but that's a division matchup. You can't really say that that's a gimme. And given the situation with the Giants right now. Right. And given who the Giants have beaten. The, yes, the Giants are one and one six. One team. But, but, but they beat <laughs> but like, okay. <laughs> Well, you know. Yeah. But the, so good. The, yeah. the Giants aren't a team to just like laugh at. Right, like I honestly, we can't afford to. Not like I honestly team. give them a lot of credit as yeah. a team that I'm building them up so that when when my team beats them, <laughs> it's a big deal. Or it's it's like it's a huge deal. Yes, like you've been so silent. Like you're, you're just so happy. Oh, I enjoy. Is that say, say he's got the division up. Oh, is it seven and one right there? Wow. He's just staring. Yeah, he's at really just looking Eagles at the win percentage. Wow. Sitting on top of the league right Six now. Six game winning streak. That's impressive. Eighty-seven point five percent. It's it's <laughs> kind so of disappointing. It's kind of it's kind of surreal because. Uh, they're talking the best time. The this is the best start for the Philadelphia Eagles since 2004. And mind you, in 2004, that was McNabb, that was Terrell Owens, yep, yep. that was three NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. Like we were really primed for that year. Whereas this year, we have a, a sophomore quarterback, yeah, sophomore coach, yeah. I don't have words yet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a little, and also. Like, a Philly fan always kind of has a chip on their shoulder about, like, oh, my team's the underdog. Like, ev- yeah. nobody takes my team seriously. Like, just give us a chance. Like, we would, I would be more comfortable with my team being three and four. Yeah. And then just being very frustrating of, like, but when they go, man, they go. Right. So when the West s- Wagon, all aboard. All I'm, I've West been aboard. Everyone is aboard. I mean, if you're a Philly fan, how could you not be? It's fun to watch, too. Uh, before we truly move on to the Eagles, a few more notes from the Cowboys game. Again, we mentioned the defense. I just want to throw some stats out there. I'm sorry. Just want to give credit <laughs> where credit is due. You're like the ni- nicest Finally. I am seeing because I'm, I'm I get liking it. You more, liking you more, like disliking you more because you're so nice because about it. Because I get it. There's <laughs> no, nothing, be obnoxious. <laughs> no, there's nothing that I hate more is when this happens. We get a few good wins, so we're on a two-game win streak, and people start saying, Super Bowl, oh, this is true. our year, baby. I'm like, let's relax. Yeah. This is sports. You never know what could happen. Perfect season. Patriots. You know, 16-0, and they lose the Super Bowl. Like, you never know. You're the not-typical Cowboys fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll point it out right I now. Think it, yeah, you know, I think it's because... I didn't because... know this existed. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cowboys, are more, Cowboys fans historically Super are very irrational. much about oh, what they've absolutely. done. Absolutely. That's why I don't like to feel like that. And growing up around so many other fans in the NFC East, you can't talk trash because when it comes back, it comes back hard on you because <laughs> you're the odd one out. Yeah. But going back, we got some stats I want to mention. Four sacks, eight hits on the quarterback from the Dallas defense. We got Demarcus Lawrence, who is now... The leading sack leader in the NFL with 10.5 sacks. So big credit to him because our pass rush is improving and we need that. It's a very essential to our defense right now. And um, so we did get the one pick six, but there was two near interceptions. Jalen Smith, yeah, who was kind drive. of having a rookie year because he was hurt last year, almost had an interception, as well as 
Taco Charlton, our first-round draft pick, who hasn't done anything for us this season. <laughs> I don't even think he's had a tackle yet. Literally nothing for us, and he finally has a near interception, but I believe a bounce on the ground first before dropping into his hands. But I was pumped up for a second. Still, Taco got away with this one, not really being much of a difference maker Top in this game. Top names in the NFL. Huh? Top names in the NFL. No taco. When did he do the taco celebration? Was that preseason when he did that? He had, I remember he did the taco celebration with some sack. And he like served his teammates tacos. It must you have been. Had to have been. That was preseason. It must have been I was going to say, I, didn't, I don't fall too much into the preseason. But it probably couldn't have been all, last year. It's it, fake news. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't have been last year. It was preseason, like, actually. No, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Because well, yeah. this is the year of the celebration in NFL. Yeah. Where you're, yeah. Allowed to, you're allowed to have extravagant yeah. celebrations yeah. again. Oh, and something else that I found interesting, which I don't know if you guys caught uh, Zeke fumble on the very first snap of the game. feeling good about Only his second fumble of his entire career. Guess who handed him his only other fumble? The Redskins. So it was very. We have a reputation, you know. Appropriate. We Zeke on the first play, but then after that, he does everything else. But he made up for it with 150 yards in that game and two, two touchdowns, touchdowns. Which now I believe his suspension is still up in the air. I thought it was solidified that it was reinstated today. Right. Um, but now there are the another, um, yeah. players' association is putting in another appeal with the second district court. Shout out mm-hmm. to Star Drew in our chat who's saying huge blow today. Zeke Elliott is out for six games from now on. I'm going to see what the most absolute recent because with the Zeke Elliott you can never know. He's it's already his... appealed. I know. I know that for a fact. Yo, he absolutely yeah. appealed. Yeah, but the appealed. Qu- the legal question becomes: Are you allowed to play while you appeal? This and is, he has been. He's been on the field this entire time. It's going to trickle down to the playoffs. Like, I mean, you assuming you guys get there. Like, but then... It's definitely going to happen. He's going to get suspended this season, I think. It'll okay. be easier to suspend him in the offseason, because then he won't... Because then there will be like, well, to, what are you going to do in January? Yeah. To but let like, this year kind of sit and play out, let him play, and then reevaluate after. Mm-hmm. So there was an injunction request that was denied. This was four hours ago from ESPN.com. The NFL Players Association files an appeal. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think the injunction was what put him on the field. Right. Because so why they, are they not going to appeal? They're going to defend him until the end. He wants to play. The Cowboys think that he's essential the way the schedule is going to continue for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's now had two breakout games. He's had the touchdowns in the last two games, and we need him in the backfield. But I think with our depth, we might be okay. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think in th- for fairness's sake... If an injunction can put him back on the field and has put him back on the field for this many games, make him serve six games starting next season. Just start fresh. Because it wouldn't, like, I like let's say they do make the playoffs, which they won't. They're the Cowboys. Um, I'm not going to say anything. That would, I've that learned would, my lesson that a Cowboy fan. Don't talk but he needs, trash in the NFCs. But he needs courtroom intervention every week to actually step onto the field. That's not fair to the defense. That's not fair to the defense he goes up against. That's not fair to the coaches he goes up against. That's not fair to the team. Nobody knows how to prepare. It's not fair to the other running backs who don't know if they're actually going to start. That's not fair to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of coming around on this NFLPA stuff, like because I remember last time I was here, I talked about how I like the NFLPA is such a strong union that they're fighting for someone who likely did terrible things, right. mm-hmm. but. Now I'm kind of like, but you're fighting for one person at the at literally at the sake of thirty people every week, sixty people every week. What they're representing is bigger than that. I think they could. They charges. should. They should literally say, you know what? He plays. He plays. And if there's going to be a court battle, the court battle is going to start week seventeen. It's going mm-hmm. to start once the season is over. 
I mean, I can't read too much into any of this. I mean, as I mentioned on the show, you guys know where I stand. I am for the suspension being reinstated, even though that can be very detrimental to us. Given the accusations that are so strong and that it comes down to domestic violence, I think that the NFL does need to make a difference and start setting the path for not allowing players to behave in this kind of conduct. Mm -hmm. So I get it, and it might suck for us, but it also might not. And this could Mm. be a big underdog story. Maybe we'll turn it around and we'll end up having a great season with or without Zeke. But some great backups. I mean, Alfred Morris. Yeah, and with all the headlines, oh, it's reinstated. Oh, it's appealed. Oh, he's eligible again. Oh, now the suspension starts today. It's You honestly never know. I, I don't know when we will know. Maybe if Roger Goodell gets on the TV and says... Everybody, Zeke is absolutely 100% but that suspended. He, but the league, he speaks for the league, and the league speaks for him. That's kind of what happened by him getting suspended to begin with. I I just, I, I don't believe that it's actually a distraction to the team, to Dallas. To Dallas. I mean, I think this is a norm one to have some type of off-the-field distraction, but it just doesn't, I haven't seen anything to point that this is preventing the team's productivity on the field. Like, I don't, so I don't, and then from the standpoint of, it being unfair to teams, that's just part of the game. Like, you don't know sometimes. They make game time decisions on injuries. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I I think, I know he said that going through this process has bothered him a little bit, but it, it doesn't show on the field. So, yeah. but, you know, we've already talked about this, and I definitely think it should be, because of what it's representing, it should, he should just let it happen. But, yeah. I, my fear for you guys, not that I have too much empathy for you, <laughs> but is that it will trickle into the playoffs, and that's when you want them. Like, right now, I feel like you should be able to figure it out yeah. during the season. And we haven't, it doesn't seem like we've strategized too heavily around the possibility that we will lose him because we're, he's taken almost all the snaps. Alfred Morris has barely gotten in there. Yeah. Um, Darren McFadden has been on the inactive list the entire season, probably until this week, until this Zeke suspension is reinstated. And a lot of the play calling has been in Zeke's favor. Like we saw against the Redskins, they only attempted 22 passes right. on Sunday. Right. So it seems like they're like, give it to Zeke. So they're not really preparing for the possibility of losing him, which is what my concern is. But not going to get too crazy about it. Week <laughs> at a time. We'll see. Let's we'll see what see. happens. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I do want to mention is there was so much hype always around Josh Norman and Des Bryant. Yep. And Des Bryant was held to four receptions this week, but Norman wasn't even on him. Right. Yeah, so Quentin Dunbar is, is covering Des this whole game. That's more of a reflection of Des Bryant not being that big of a threat, as big of a threat in his offense, I think, personally. Um, because he did have opportunities. He didn't deliver. So why does Josh Norman need to fly around him mm-hmm. on him when he's not the guy that Dak is looking at, nor is he proven to be the guy that desires needs that type of attention like your offense is not predicated on him mm-hmm. obviously zeke is the first option but yep. even after that i wouldn't say he's the first receiving option i think that comes with uh dak coming in as well being yeah. able to spread the ball i mean cole beasley was number one last year yeah seeing witten a lot seeing bryce butler i mean des is now just a role player instead of the guy yeah. as a fantasy owner of des bryant i think I he is the number one i have him too <laughs> I, I have him and dak, dak prescott cause nice. it's, a two, it's a two quarterback league it's all silly so I have Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and Des Bryant. Yeah. That's my top three. Hmm. But I liked this moment from this weekend. So the Des-Josh Norman hype fell very flat. There wasn't a lot of beef. But we have a little bit of a new uh, a rookie and a second-year player of this oh, Redskins. Yeah, mm-hmm. of this Redskins-Dallas rivalry. We have uh, Josh Catch Jackson. Catch the ball. I don't care about you getting into somebody's face. And Anthony <laughs> Brown. Oh, that's a little too soon, Bree. We, we got our 49ers fan engineer in the booth who... 
Oh, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so we got a little uh, Dachshund, Anthony Brown drama. And I kind of liked it because this is the drama we all like to see. We like to see you guys go at each other a little bit. So the rivalry fell short between Dez and Norman. But I like that we had this little action. I said, ooh, we got a new one a coming spice. here. Is this going to keep happening if they keep covering each other uh, throughout their rivalry in the next few seasons? Yeah. He needs to catch the ball. <laughs> I'm with you. I really don't care. <laughs> like, catch the ball first, and then I'll be invested in that. I like Josh Norman because he packs up what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk Josh, about what you've done, not yeah, what you're going to do. Yeah, you, he's but, still on potential right I, now. I mentioned Terrell Owens once tonight. That was my biggest complaint. <laughs> that was my always my biggest complaint with Terrell Owens mm-hmm. as a person, like off the microphone, is Philadelphia fans will not appreciate you if you talk about what you've done. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, if you talk about what you're gonna do, I'm gonna do this. I'm the best. I'm the best on this. I'm that. I'm this. I'm that. That's great. What What'd you do yesterday? I've, I dropped the ball four times. Yeah. But it's a Super Bowl hangover, and McNabb was mean, and blah blah blah. Or it's that's how he got ran out. That's of that how time. you feel too. I was never, the boss with you guys. I mean, you I'm, talking, no, I'm talking about the year. Uh, he no, the was, last year. There were two years he was there. The first year, yes, he was an absolute stud for us. The year after, yeah, when we didn't even have a win, winning season, yeah, and he I, got driven out of town never understood athletes doing that in general because again it's like trash talking before your team plays then what if they lose miserably it's like you're going out there saying you're gonna have this huge day and then you drop four passes that looks really bad on your part i mean yeah. you, i mean i don't know to defend them or i guess because i'm that type of person i really <laughs> like defending it like what am i supposed to say no i don't think i'm going to be effective like what do you but there's a difference between i think i'm going to be effective because i've done saying, the work I'm i've the done best. Like, if it's Friday night and I'm talking to you about a Sunday game, and Mm -hmm. you tell me, like, I'm going to be effective because I worked really hard this week. I had a great game last week. I watched a lot of film. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to win this. Like, I'm ready to do it this Sunday. Terrell Owens never did that. What Terrell Owens would do, like, I'm going to score two, three, four, maybe even five touchdowns. (laughs) I I might even line up a running back. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm the greatest of all time. (laughs) Like, I'm going to just do it. Like that's... you put it that way, though, it actually sounds really fun. And yeah, I kind of like, like this it. funk no, no, and the attitude. It makes the game fun. It I does. Love, I mean, if we had a bunch of Larry Fitzgerald, it would be a very boring league. We, but we, <laughs> we got over it for a year when he was doing most of the things a, he said he was going to do. For you, as your team, I can understand it. But it's very entertaining for us. I agree. Non, yeah. So, oh, I um, loved him on all the other teams. Yeah, he was like, yeah. oh, like, oh, God. Left. Yeah. yeah, there hasn't been a personality like that since, I don't think... I think they've curbed personalities like that since. Yeah. yeah it didn't, it didn't work out well for him either. Ban the celebrations and everything. Uh, moving on, we got Eagles versus 49ers. They got Yawn. the 33-10 to 10 win, but it was kind of close in the beginning. It almost looked like the 49ers D was getting on wins. Uh, it was raining. I'm just gonna (laughs) did it actually or not in the end, no. So it was 3-0 first quarter and by halftime it's like Mm 17-0. Well, a pick it was 3-0. It was raining. Carson Wentz got intercepted, which is pretty rare. I think Mm -hmm. it's the second interception this season. Hmm. Like third or fourth of his whole Mm -hmm. career. Like Carson Wentz like and then it was it was raining and that's to be expected. It was a wonky game. The San Francisco defense isn't a joke by any stretch of the imagination and um then pretty much within like the last two minutes of the second quarter, we get that touchdown, we get that pick, we get that pick six, we get that touchdown. Mm-hmm. We miss the extra point. So then we go for two, we get two, and now we're now we're back. And pretty much from the third quarter on, we're the we're the Eagles team we were last week. That's we're the Eagles team we all want to see. Mm-hmm. The what I like to call them is the no worry Eagles team. Because of these seven wins, correct me if I'm wrong, but Five, if not six of them, have been decided by the third quarter, mm-hmm. where we just won. Yeah. 
that's the team as a fan you want to watch. You don't want to, like, this World Series, I'm happy I don't have a dog in the fight. Because it's really fun to watch you when you're like, stay up what? until 2 a.m. if you're on Come the East on. Coast to watch it. <laughs> but that's what is one of the things that's so great for you and annoying for the rest of us is that the Eagles are so good at adjusting to whatever team they're playing and getting back into the game if there are instances that they're falling short. So, like, okay, Carson Wentz taking a little bit of a beating, but they got right back in and they have the lead 17-0 by halftime. Like, they're able to recoup, adjust, and still make it done on offense. And, I mean, he did get beat up a little bit more than usual. I think he had seven QB hits. Uh, You were missing Jason Peters. Yes. So, going to get used to seeing, you know, how the O-line will work in his absence. Which is unfortunate because that front four is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Does your, has your, I remember we, when we had you in two weeks ago, the idea of Super Bowl just frightened you. Uh, has your expectations changed in the past two weeks for your team? <laughs> playoffs. But just we, playoffs? Hmm? Maybe even, like maybe even when we ride, because we are only midway through the season. Right. My expectation is at the highest possible way, they can ride being number one all the way to a home field advantage playoff. Okay. Possibly. Like, that's the extent of, that's the extent of my expectation. Do you need a playoff win or you, you're not, you don't need I'm it. not there yet. Okay. Talk to me. <laughs> talk to it's me in like. It's overwhelming to him. <laughs> talk to me in like. You guys are way too reasonable sports fans. I'm not like. No, this. no. <laughs> that's, that's just me. No, I understand. In Philadelphia, most no, Philadelphia right. fans You are, are absolutely correct. Because um, we're scared sports and fans. That's what it season. sounds it's like. It's a marathon. We have eight more games to go. A lot happens in eight games. We really do. Like, anything can happen at any one of these games. I don't want, and I've talked as well about the Super Bowl being the moon. Mm-hmm. And I think I, people have tweeted at me about it. That I think it also comes with the fact that I'm from I'm from Philadelphia, which is a team that under Andy Reid has been to the NFC Championship like five times right. and been to the Super Bowl once. Right. That there's very and, much. And how many Super Bowl wins do you have? Over we have I can't one. Remember. I believe we have two NFL championships. Oh wow! You have to go over. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, Super Bowls. No rings. We have. You guys uh, have the push pop rings. We That's have, one of my favorite. We have two. We have that? two NFC championships. Uh, so zero is what I'm hearing coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I understand why you're a little. We went to the yeah. NFC. We went. We. <laughs> this was always the go-to argument at school when people wanted to talk about. Oh wow. When people wanted to talk about <laughs> when people wanted to talk about the Redskins and like how crappy we were, and if it was an Eagles fan, I'd be like, "You have no Super Bowl rings. We got yeah. three. Shut up!" But is that not the best thing to <laughs> hang over everybody's head? Yeah. You win the argument outright, right there. Yeah. Like that's it. Not really, because I've I've primed all of you to devalue the literal Super Bowl. I've devalued the <laughs> how Super did you Bowl. Do that? <laughs> yeah. All what right, I, see I you want into the this. Okay, we're the best team in the NFL. Uh, okay. right. Come yeah. at me. Your defense came up big, so Wentz took a little bit of a beating. Nothing compared to poor CJ Beathard. Sacked four times, took twelve hits and two interceptions. So defense show stopping. Jalen Mills pick six, which that was a nice pick six. I think we have. A highlight. The way he ran that back was awesome. And I heard him say uh, in an interview that he thought about just going down. Oh, that wasn't the pick six. That was uh, the clouds. Um, He thought about going down, but then his teammates were giving him such a hard time about his return skills. So as he had the ball, he was saying, you know what? I'm going to go for this because they're all making fun of me that I have no return skills or or didn't get any interception or pick six this season. So let's make it happen. That was nice. That was a really nice run back from him. Because you see, if we have the highlight, he has to weave in and out a few guys. Oh, this was this was beautiful. Like we talk a lot about momentum plays. This was the momentum play. Yeah. 
because he picks it he picks it off at a crucial time because we because at this point the game is nine to I nothing just love not this ten to nine. Like, it was. such a it nice was. return yeah. and he just decided nope I'm in gonna... and out still sneaks it through breaks several tackles like Wentz wasn't really clicking in the first half so it was really important him. for him to actually grab the football. And you know, like, you know what? I'll do his job today. Yeah, because Wentz has done so much for you guys. I mean, might as well have the defense compensate for it and get some points on the board themselves. I wonder at what point in the game the 49ers were like, yeah, let's get Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo. Like, I wonder when it happened. Like, was I mean, it that throw? Like, I think was it was before the game. I think it was the other interception was, we just saw. The, the, I think okay. that was the one. They were like, all right, let's go get it. Let's and you go. know what the Second Jimmy, round pick, let's do it. The Jimmy this two-point uh, two pr- conversion as well. Is uh, so I guess Kirk, you know, because there was some belief yeah. that Kirk might be making his way to the West Coast in the future seasons, that. but it looks like Jimmy G stole that. So Kyle Shanahan went with uh, somebody else. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We are not in the front offices of any NFL teams. <laughs> this is all speculation, <laughs> but it seems like they may have picked one guy over the other. Uh, we do have a little Wentz graphic again, all aboard the Wentz wagon. Mm-hmm. Since week two. Um, only a also second happy season about the in the Alshon league. Jeffries touchdown. He's on my fantasy team. Me too. That's been a tough so they finally had a nice connection yeah. this week. Uh, Wentz, look at these stats. 2,063 yards, 19 touchdowns. The only quarterback in Eagles history to throw 18 touchdowns in his first eight games does of he, the season. Does he win MVP with the, if he keeps his pace? Is Absolutely. There, is there any argument against I don't him? think so. He's... If they picked it right now, there'd be no argument against it. Who else are we thinking right now? Alex Smith was the only other candidate. They're on a two-game losing. Well, they won. They're back on it, which was a sloppy game. (laughs) That was fun to watch, though. All right. Uh, But you guys have some news. You got some trade news. Ooh, got to run it You want to talk about it? Yeah, you first. <laughs> well, okay, all right. Well, I me, mean, I'll talk about you guys because we oh, can make I was a trade. Oh, ta- I was yeah. going to talk about the Jay Jai trade specifically, and then we can get more into around the league yeah, 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 a little bit later. I mean, how do you feel about the yes, trade? Yes, are you Jai-Jai? excited? Exactly. I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't I know, know that this I was like, happened? I don't think he knows. Well, this yeah, happened today. this morning. I woke Four. up to a breaking news alert yeah. from NFL app. Breaking news. Jay Jai. I didn't under I don't understand this for Miami. That's what I'm I think there's I was watching first take as well about this, so I'm not gonna make this take this argument from him, but it, there's gotta be something more there, either like something around the locker room, because they're in the middle of a, a playoff run, at least in their eyes. And so like I don't get why they gave him up for just a fourth round pick. It was really weird. Exactly. Yeah. What they're getting in return, fourth round pick. Also, I know he's not projecting the same numbers as last year, not even by a long shot, but he's still kind of all you guys got right, right. now. I mean Jarvis Landry as a receiver, but who? What else? What other run game do yeah, you have? That was a really weird decision. It really seemed like not in the benefit of Miami. I do know that Adam Gase called him out um, after their loss, and he called. He said that he's always looking for the home run ball as opposed to running through the tackles. So I don't know if that has something to do with uh. it. They had a little, maybe their relationship is torn. Yeah. But you should be able to work through it with a talent like that. Yeah, I think there was probably some organization drama with that. Because yeah. I think there was speculation too that JJ was unhappy with the play calls this year and not getting enough a, handoffs. But I, yeah. All right, I read oh, up. I really like you, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a... I, I don't... I'm not necessarily so that JJ is that great of a running back, personally. Like, he's had some great games, no doubt about it. But, like, I don't know if his impact changes the trajectory, trajectory of okay. the Eagles going forward. Well, the worst he could do is... Suck. Yeah, because like. <laughs> you do still have Blunt, and yeah. one of the big uh, benefits of Ajayi, which I was reading up on, is his um, pass protection, hmm. which has been needed for the Eagles, especially in the running back unit since Darren Sproles got hurt. 
Mm-hmm. So that will be beneficial to you guys as not just a running back getting yards that way, but he can also help protect Wentz a little bit. Yeah, and and he can be a two headed monster in like a two setback mm-hmm. in a two set or an eye where people don't know which way it's coming and which running back to prepare for. Mm-hmm. That it's very I like that I like that that approach to running if possible. And we'll see how he does in Philly because I got some numbers, <laughs> little comparison. So. JJ, like we said, not having the best year. That's why we want to see how he does in Philly behind that line with those plays that are being called for him. Uh, so far in 2017, at week eight, JJ has 465 yards on 138 carries and Zero how many touchdowns? touchdowns? Zero. That's a big bet. So week eight of last season, 2016, he had 725 rushing yards on 127 attempts. So more yards on less attempts and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he has definitely plummeted this season. But maybe it's the situation, the team he's on. That's why we'll see. Maybe he'll mm-hmm. break out when he gets on the Eagles, but that is something that's up in the air. These midseason running back trades are always a It could be anything. Yeah, hit or miss. Like, you never know. You could think of Trent Richardson. AP had a great week the first week, and the second week it was, eh. So we'll see. I, and I this just, could just help Blunt to be very, like, yeah. to be very blunt with weight. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs> I love the dad jokes. But yeah, no, I did not know this was happening. I'm. Well, there you go. Breaking news this for is you. A hot take <laughs> for me. Deadline was today. There were so many trades that was very hard to keep up with today, especially yeah. if you were doing other things than paying attention to football. <laughs> like if you have a regular nine to five, like myself, I was like, oh my god, I gotta check. I have, have to write Runner, notes for the show tonight. That? I think well, the NFL a... is just trying to compete with the NBA and all their moves. They're like, we gotta get some some sizzle, even if these trades make no sense. Like that Kelvin Benjamin trade made no sense. To me. <laughs> But exactly. But so we'll talk about that. For Panthers yeah. and Miami, zero cents made at all. Uh, we'll talk. We'll touch on the Giants just because we did actually have a little bit of news today. So they had the bye week. Um, there was a rumor in this bye week. You of, love this. <laughs> I love it because it's hilarious to me. I know it's so stupid of Eli being traded to Jacksonville, but I feel like it's worth mentioning because it is so funny. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's and, got money. And Jacksonville is actually all like almost a playoff bound team. Yeah. Like they're actually making it work. We don't know if they will go into the playoffs, but they're doing a lot better than expected. Yeah. So the idea behind this trade was to have somebody at quarterback like Eli, who has won two Super Bowls and can kind of lead them to that victory, to the path that they're looking for. And Tom Coughlin being there might be a coach. Um, previous coach quarterback connection, but other than that, does, what? Yeah, that make sense. <laughs> if that happens, that's an off-season move. But I, I said it before when we were talking about Eli Manning's days as a Giant being numbered. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eli Manning is still worth a lot of money to a lot of other teams, including Jacksonville. Is he at thirty-six? Yes, yes. I, I, this might be a hot take, but I do not think he's a considerable. Upgrade over Blake Bortles if he is traded in. I don't either, but I see. Oh no, midseason, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. But I'm saying in the off season. Okay. In the off season, they make some moves, back up a Brinks truck for him. I don't think he's a trade up either. Yeah. But I think they could. I think you could make the argument that he is. Yeah. Especially in a market like Jacksonville, yeah. where we're bringing in a star, we're bringing in mm. a Manning. We're Eli's, bringing a Super Eli Bowl. is not going to Jacksonville no. just for also the city of Jacksonville. Like, yeah. Eli's You're not the- going to Jacksonville. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, He's like a Midwestern boy or a New York boy, yeah. you know? That would be the most New York thing to do. <laughs> Retire to Florida. 
I guess. Jacksonville would be him retiring. Like, I just don't see Eli ever putting on another team's jersey. Agreed. I believe he will retire a Giant, and I think that he has said this. Himself. I think he will retire a Giant as well, but I think he'll be somewhere else before that. Like, And I think the okay. NFL, if the NFL has taught us anything is that that's all but a guarantee. That someone's going to, if somebody has a great season, like, sorry, a great career with another team, mm-hmm. if they still have a couple more seasons in them, but That's they true. want a veteran's paycheck. Those forgotten years, like Joe Montana, yep. uh, Peyton <laughs> Manning. Randall Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we people, like to forget. There was just like, oh, Peyton yeah. Manning. We'll just yeah. we'll, we'll ignore that he those, played for those yeah. Like, <laughs> It's true. It's very true. I mean, probably right. not Eli. Su- yeah, like Super Bowls aside, where do you think Peyton Manning... Where do you think, like, if you had asked me in the middle of his Colts run, would Peyton Manning ever right. go anywhere else ever? Yes. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. I think Eli should just pull a full circle and just go. The last play, the last team he plays for be the Los Angeles Chargers and just go back to that draft That would be hilarious. Day. And not even Los Angeles because who knows how well the Chargers are going to fare in L.A. Let's bring the Chargers back to San Diego and let's bring Eli Manning full circle that back owner to would where have to... he almost belonged. That <laughs> owner would have to pay his bills in San Diego. Ho! Oh. Or get a new stadium other than Colcom. Okay, so Giants, um, they got the Rams coming up. I mean, they could win. Yeah, it could happen. I, I have shocked. Rams for so many reasons. <laughs> I, mean, I think the Rams. I have very selfish reasons for wanting the Rams to be good, mm-hmm. and it's mainly because I want, in the event, I live in Los Angeles and I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm already, I'm already going to get to see the Eagles play the Rams once. Mm-hmm. If the Rams could possibly be a number one seed to our number two seed, we could have an NFC championship game at the Coliseum. And I would really want to see that. But that would require the Rams to be a bit better than they objectively are. I actually think the Rams are really good. I think that they're legit this season. They made some great offseason moves. Wade Phillips, defensive coordinator, Sean McVay, head coach. The way that they're utilizing certain players. uh, Tavon Austin is now running the ball a lot more than receiving. Like They got it going on. I'm kind of... I think I'm happy for them. Their only issue is that it's the second half of the season, and the Seahawks are like going to dominate now. So hmm. it's going to be kind of tough for, uh, to keep pace with them. I think. I think the Seahawks are I about mean, to do their thing again with divisional stuff. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, the Rams absolutely can I say absolutely sucked last year. I mean, right. they pretty much yeah. sucked. And didn't they sweep the Seahawks? Or they went to Seattle? They always and they play still the Seahawks them. well. Exactly. But the other games. If there were two, if there were yeah, two games in the, Seahawks, the season, if Eli got to play the Patriots every game, he'd be great. But okay. The Rams could play the Seahawks every week. They'd and be great. if Eagles could play note, these past eight people, why are we? While we are on the Seahawks, we can go to a little segment we want to do if we have time for around the league. A few fun stats to throw out there. So Russell Wilson is now 12-0 and at home against AFC teams since he was drafted. Wow. With the win against the Texas. How impressive is that? I mean, especially this last game, he stole that one. That, that was nice is game. insane. Mm. We also have the Lions falling to 0-7 and on Sunday Night Football with a loss to the Steelers. And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm loving him this year. He's yeah. such a good rookie story. He becomes the record holder of the longest Steelers franchise. Touchdown. As a rookie at 20 years old, 97 yards. So we had some good stuff going on around the league this week. What do you guys have as a top moment for did week he, eight? Did he graduate college early? Like, if he's 20, how did that? How does that even happen? Did he? Did he start college at seven? He must have. <laughs> he must have started college when he was 17. Well, he doesn't have his license. Yeah. Guys, should we do a conspiracy theory? Do we think that he's actually maybe 17 and they just, like, forged a birth certificate? That's that's definitely what happened, without a doubt. 
You heard like it here a, first, guys. What, what gymnastics team was it in the Wake Olympics? up, sheeple. Oh, wait. <laughs> that they had underage athletes? Shop. I mean, Juju, why don't you got your license? Is it because you're 17? Just just throwing it out there. Guys. Shout out to Juju, though. He's He has maximized <laughs> the Tuscal this, celebration yeah. uh, creativity this year. This is a great first year for him. He is up to, to a new level. So around the league, uh, D'Angelo is going to take it away for the trades. Yes, I mean, if... we talked about the juicy <laughs> trades already. Kelvin Benjamin is a head scratcher. Also, full circle, the Bills traded away Sammy Watkins, and then you get Kelvin Benjamin out there. This is proof that they wanted to give up on the season, and now they're like... Hey, I guess we're good. We should try now. So we'll see why they did that. And I don't get why the Panthers traded Kelvin Benjamin. The weakness is receiving. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm confused. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, that trade, the JJ trade, is great for the Eagles. Don't get it for the Dolphins. Um, but those are the two biggest trades that I remember, and we've kind of touched on it. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see the impacts that it makes going forward. Um, I can actually give a hot take on the New England trade. Oh yeah, I, about that one. yeah I, I think that one we out. need a little jingle every time someone. Can we got just get it. Jimmy Garoppolo's face up and just stare at it for like the next oh. three minutes? I'll make. I think it. I'm. I think I will make a quick hot <laughs> take. Joke. Okay, what's your hot but, take? All right. To play devil's advocate, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to be that good. And maybe he's only good because he's in the New England system. I mean, oh, what makes you say that? <laughs> Matt Castle? Bill <laughs> Belichick? Yeah, I don't know. But the like, man, the myth, the legend? But hey. part of this devil's advocate means that Tom Brady anywhere else wouldn't be as amazing as Tom Brady is. Maybe not as amazing, but he'd still be pretty good. He'd still be pretty yeah. good, yeah. but he wouldn't yeah. be no, it like is a the circumstantial goat. thing, for sure. It, but it's very circumstantial, and I think there's a lot of evidence behind second or third string quarterbacks from New England getting traded away at other places and just kind of laying an egg at other places. Yeah. Meanwhile, New England gets better and better draft picks. And not playing well for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Matt Castle. So. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I, uh, but I don't know if Belichick would be able to get away with the receivers he has if he didn't have a guy like Tom Brady. Like, definitely. Yeah, because Matt Castle, he had Randy Moss that year. Like, I, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, those guys. So I think it's a, it's a they both partner well, but yeah. I definitely think they'd be worse without one another. For the sure. Patriots are just a puzzle, yeah. and each piece is as important as the next. Yes. But you need the Bill Belichick, you need the Tom Brady, you need the receiver. I mean, the fact that Bill Belichick can take a Julian Edelman and take a Chris Hogan, who played lacrosse in college, right. and make them these top caliber receivers is incredible. But to expound on your metaphor, if the Patriots are a puzzle, <laughs> um, San Francisco just traded... <laughs> San Francisco just I'm not traded. I'm that good at a no, 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 no. This is actually a perfect metaphor. Okay. San Francisco had their puzzle. New England has their puzzle. San Francisco just traded puzzle, like gave puzzle gave New England an actual piece to their puzzle set, and then took one from the New England puzzle, puzzle set that's not going to fit anywhere. I love how in depth this metaphor has gone. Let's let explore metaphors. They are zero and seven. Let's let them have optimism. Jimmy Garoppolo will work out. <laughs> No, we're not going to take away the positivity for them. This is a great week and probably the best week they'll have the rest of the season. (laughs) There we go. Seeing as we have about two minutes left, let's do speed round predictions, starting with Eagles, Broncos. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles, but I'm pretty close to the, like, I think if I were able to look at this a little more clearly, I would, I would, I'm kind of scared of Denver this year. Like, I kind of like Denver in this game, but I'm going with the Eagles. Because their defense. But their offense kind of sucks, and your defense is good enough that you guys are going to hold them. Also, Brandon McManus, Temple U. I'm picking the Broncos. Uh, Dream scenario is that Brock Osweiler touches the football today. uh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I like it. I like it. There has been speculation. Let's get Brock involved. Okay, Cowboys Chiefs. I'm not being biased. I'm taking the Cowboys, despite Ezekiel Elliott suspension being 
probably reinstated. Um, I'm taking the underdog story. I like our odds. I like our offense. And I think our defense is making improvements. It's going to be hard to hold Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt, but let's see what happens. Kind of feeling good about it. Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, come on. Andy, Andy Reid against Cowboys? Forget about it. This is perfect. I like it. I, Say I, Kansas I'm City. I'm going Cowboys. Don't no. do it. <laughs> because you guys, are, you have a vision. You're going to keep pace with the Eagles. I think it's going to be interesting. And you guys have a game coming up. I think you so, too. Win. Exactly. Yeah. Two-game win streak. Yeah. Have the vision. We're fighting for something now. Okay. Uh, Redskins Seahawks. Um, I have the Seahawks because they are on a hot streak. Their offense looks incredible right now. So that's really, I mean, that's what Se- I got. Seahawks. Skins. I'm probably not going to never not pick the skins. Just there you go. You know. yeah. Okay. Uh, Giants-Rams kind of touched on this earlier. Rams for every reason in the book. Um, Rams. <laughs> the, why was that so questionable? It, no, because the Giants have a lot to prove right now. The and Rams are coming off a bye week. The Giants have a lot to prove. They're coming off a bye week. The Broncos. The Rams aren't as good as I'd like them to be for personal re- for personal travel reasons. Eli okay. needs to prove it because he's been traded to he's, he's rumored to go to the Jaguars. <laughs> He Which needs is to, why I'm picking the Rams. If I say that Janor, if I say that Janaris Jenkins doesn't play Sunday, does that change your opinion? Because he actually was suspended indefinitely by McAdoo. Because I don't know what's going on in that organization. That is not, why going not, down on that that is not why I'm not picking the Giants. <laughs> okay, just letting you know. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, thank you for joining us again this week. That was Week Eight in the NFL here at AfterBuzz TV. Your NFC East reactions and updates. We are here live every Tuesday, 6:15 p.m. Pacific. Coast Pacific Coast time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Make sure you check us out. My name is Jenna Vassier uh, on Twitter at Jenna underscore Vassier. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N N. I will be live tweeting from the game. Well, at the game. I won't be at the game. Are you going to the lake? I'm not going to be at the game. No. I will be live tweeting as the game happens. I'll feel like I'm there. Copy, really copy, good copy. TV. Well, I'm D'Angelo. You guys can hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitter at D'Angelo TV, and on Instagram at D'Angelo. I'm still a Redskins fan. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so we'll see how what, what happens. Thanks, y'all. I can say I can say y'all because I'm from New Jersey, but I'm a Cowboys fan. So I, can say y'all. Is, I hate that jersey. It's, I, <gasps> what? You can't hate Dak. Bye, right, I don't out. know if we're off yet. I don't know. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Buzz. Buzz. You later y'all. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.